Kurt, it's Memorial Day weekend, the unofficial start of summer. Sunshine, barbecue, swimming, popsicles. What did you celebrate? I sat in a school gymnasium in a suit and entered thousands of numbers into a tabulation software program. So no sunshine? No. No swimming? No. No popsicles? Actually, there were popsicles. We are in Fort Lauderdale, Florida at the NCFL Grand National Tournament, and this is our report from the front lines on day one of competition. This This is Forensics Faces. So, Melissa. Hi, Kurt. Hi. We're at uh, NCFL Nationals. We're in Florida. (laughs) We're in a hotel room. It's... 11.36 p.m. It's 11.36 p.m. We've had a long day. To say the very, (laughs) very least. And here we are recording an episode of Forensics Faces. So how are you feeling? Uh, I am a smorgasbord of emotions. (laughs) How are you feeling? (laughs) I'm the whole buffet. (laughs) Really. From from salad to brisket. I'm just... I, I got the emotion. dessert. I got the dessert. Oh, yeah, I forgot From about... cookie to fondue <laughs> pot, baby. <laughs> so, yeah, it is late, and we yeah. have a lot to talk about. So yeah. how about we just jump right in? Let, well, first of all, just to apologize, if the sound quality sounds different, we don't have our normal fancy yeah. setup. Yeah, we're definitely on the road. This yeah. is on the road setup. But we hope that you appreciate our commitment to our craft. Here we are. We will we will post a picture of our setup that will go up with this podcast. Oh, it already went up. Did oh, you okay. notice it? No. I, okay, I'll explain. I've were been at the not, postings party. Were you not Twittering? I have been too busy watching high schoolers dance up one another. Ugh. But anyway, let's get into the meat of our NCFL journey. The journey itself. Yes. Okay, so for those of you who have listened to the podcast before, you know that North and South uh, usually travel by van to Nationals. And we love that. We do. That's just a situation that works well for us, even if you're in a van for 16 hours. Yes. Um, But this was Florida, so we were like, eh, we'll take the plane. Mistake. Well, no, I still, I would take a plane again. Like, I hated it's, it. I, it's I hate flying, though. I hate flying. I'm, I'm a horrible flyer. I get so motion sick. So I am that person that, like, you don't want to sit next to me because I, I look a little green. Mm-hmm. I'm heavy breathing. You never know if I'm going to vomit or start crying or both. Right. So I, I would, I would much rather do the long trek of drive, but... Our traveling just did not go smoothly. See, and I'm, I'm still in the camp that if it's over 20 hours in the car, get on that plane. Break it but, in two. Break but, it in two. But I will say, like, I don't know that we saved ourselves much time. We didn't. By flying. It's, or, or rather, it was comparable to, like, a 14 to 16 hour day of driving because it just took all day long to yeah. really get here and get settled and get everybody uh, to the hotel. And, and it yeah, it didn't feel like we... Felt just as yeah, exhausted. Exactly. <laughs> you would so, think it would be less work. To, someone else is doing all the actual like driving and manning mm-hmm. of the the vehicle of sorts. But like the for me, just the pressure of getting a large group of children in and off of planes, and we had like a layover and a second plane to get yeah. on. So just the stress of that was not worth it for me. It just, it just did not feel worth it. Where I was, like when I when we got into the room on Thursday night, I was just like, 
why? Yeah. This was hard. <laughs> so I can't even I can't even comprehend how teams that bring huge groups of competitors to nationals do it. Like yeah. kudos. Yeah. Because I they, can't. Or frankly how they pay for it. Because, oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Considering the amount maybe there was a tiny bit of stress saved or a tiny bit of sleep gained by doing it this way, but it certainly wasn't uh commensurate to the amount of money we spent getting no. here. So that's just our take on travel. We're glad we're here, but uh, yeah, we we will be vanning it. If, we'll continue on, our on road regular, tripping ways on the regular basis. <laughs> so, uh, so let's jump right into some tournament stuff. Yeah. So we ended up having different roles this year. We did. And You're and and roles we've never t- we, we they were new roles for us both. Brand new things for us. So we d- we don't get to have like the best thing we saw this weekend. Nope. Sorry guys. Of us because neither one of us got to see any actual performances. No. So you, what were you doing? I was a uh, student congress judge. So I started my day bright and early, uh, was out of my hotel room by quarter after six today. Actually, it was dark and early. Yeah, it was dark and early. Let's be real. Uh, And me and my Congress students got to campus by uh, 7 a.m. for the meeting. Uh, Got a little lost, drove uh, my rental van down some walking paths. (laughs) But it worked out just fine. No one caught me. Uh, and then, yeah, I had a lovely 14-hour day in the congressional pool, mm-hmm. judge first session, had a long time off, <laughs> so I sat in our rental van in the parking garage with the AC blasting, reading a book, and then judged another, uh, well, it ended up being like three and a half hours of Congress at the end of the day, and so I've never done Congress at Nationals before. It is a... I, I don't even know what to liken it to. It's just it kind of it's just long. Yeah. It take I I filled out over seventy critique sheets today, which means I saw over seventy speeches, which is a lot to take in as a just as one little person. And and I have so much respect for the parliamentarians who sit and watch all nine hours of debate in those chambers. Unbelievable. Because I only watched like a little under seven and could barely handle myself. Like. At once my session ended, Kurt can attest to this, I was just texting him that I didn't know what to do anymore. I thought <laughs> I'd been kidnapped. I thought I was going to be stuck in that chamber forever. But those kids are troopers because they they keep it going for all nine of those hours and they bring in every single speech. And so, or at least the good ones do. Some of them yeah. you can see that by, by hour eight, they're just, they're fading. But there are some <laughs> of them who bring their A game each and every single speech. And some of them give eight or nine speeches in those nine hours so it was a long day for me and i get i get to go back and do it again tomorrow (laughs) so if you see me fellow friends and i look a little lost in the eyes it's because uh we i am just stuck in stucco (laughs) just rocking that life just hand me a red bull or a coffee Or like some chocolate covered espresso beans, but a pat on the back. Yeah, but what I around. what I did was not nearly did had not have the pressure nor the prestige what you did today, Kurt. Uh, yeah, I guess you could say that. You have a name tag. I do. I you have literally a name tag. have a name tag. Yeah. Tab staff. Tab staff. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm yeah I'm in the tab room for individual events at nationals. Um, thank you, Mr. Ron Steinhorst, for getting me that gig, because it is absolutely up to him. Um. But yeah, it w- today was an interesting day. Uh, it is definitely a lot of hurry up and wait in the tab room. 
Uh, but I've gotten to spend some time and be introduced to a bunch of really lovely people. Um, and I'm hoping that tomorrow there's a little bit more downtime so I can actually like sit and have some conversations with people. Today was just the very like light get to know you, where are you from? Oh, okay, now let's get to work stuff. So, um, but I have the pleasure of being in the tab room and actually on the same tab team as John Peschel from Sun Prairie. So, hi, John. Hi, John. So I do, I do have a buddy uh, in the tab room that I can, you know, hook up with and like we, we just kind of took our own little task together because we knew how to work together. Like we, we have our Wisconsin system. <laughs> we just kind of like jumped right in and we're like, okay, we'll do this. We got this. We got this. So we'll, we'll dive into more details about, uh, about that as, as we go on. But I wanted to start, can we talk about the busing at this tournament for okay. just a second? Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not going to be overly critical about anything that has to do with the tournament itself because I know what a, gigantic task it is yes. to host a national tournament. And I frankly have no idea if this is like the first time South Florida has ever hosted or if it's the 10th time. Um, regardless, it could be somebody's first time doing yeah. something. And it Anyways. should be noted, I skipped the shuttle buses. I only had three girls to take to Congress, so right. we made the decision to take a rental van. So I, all I've heard about the shuttle buses is from those who have come out on the other side right right um and we barely made it yeah uh, i mean it's it, it's i have to say every like every person involved has been lovely and supportive and when things have taken a long time they've been apologetic so there, there's no particular human being that i'm upset with but the system in general seems a little broken um like this morning for example uh we were told the buses would start running at seven so we were down in the lobby at seven o'clock and the bus arrived at 7.15, and then we got on it, and there was some confusion as to, like, where the bus would actually go, because it did have a sticker on it that said policy debate, and we're like, well, we're not policy debate. I'm pretty sure they started an hour ago. Oh, yeah. So what do we do now? And it's like, You're policy no, debaters like, now. <laughs> oh, no, 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 that sticker's in the window, but really this bus is for everybody right now. Oh, okay, so get on the bus. Oh, but we're waiting for three more buses to show up, and then we're all going together. So we just sat there for 20 minutes on the bus rather than just getting to campus and nowhere. Because it takes 20 minutes to get we to campus so, from our hotel. Yeah. So like up in the lobby at seven waiting to get on a bus and we didn't actually get to campus until like quarter to eight. And it's, you know, it's not that long of a drive. So, but you know what? If it's about the togetherness, fine. Because that was the <laughs> last. That was the last time all day those kids were feeling like they were in the same boat. After that, they were, you know, gladiators in the Coliseum, <laughs> going at it. Um, you know, so okay, that that is what it was. Um, but the ride back is what really confused me, and I ended up just hitching a ride with you. Yeah. Because I left the tab room, and obviously we leave a little bit later than everybody else because we had to. You know, then then the individual events, I should say, because the events end and that's when our job starts. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're walking out and there's a smaller group of us because we are what's the leftover. And there's a long line of buses. And the first bus I see has the name of my hotel on it. And once again, I'm told, no, 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 the sticker in the window doesn't matter because now they're just going to start doing rounds to like a whole bunch of areas so you have to find the yellow bus well 
the buses are all oh, yellow. yellow. <laughs> so, so I'm, now I'm trying to figure out like you're trying to find a yellow piece of paper, which card, might not the paper yellow, might not actually mean like, yellow. Yeah, yeah, so I'm like, and and so and the bus drivers like want to get us on the bus and do something, but there are these two ladies who again are very polite about it, but they're outside the buses telling us to go gather in a group somewhere else. And once there's a big enough group, then we can go somewhere. And they're talking to somebody on a walkie-talkie. And at one point, the buses want to move, and she's just got her hand up, and the bus stops. And I'm wondering, Talk I about a powerful gesture. I do not know who those ladies are, but one, I need to be their friend. <laughs> and two, I want to know who's on the other end of that walkie-talkie, because whoever that is, I feel like, is like the real boss. Yeah, it's the real So, yeah, so person. I don't quite understand. And then a golf cart appeared and was taking us to Student Congress, because the buses were going to go to Student Congress as that was getting out, and then we just get on the bus there. But I, I didn't understand why we couldn't just get on the bus where we were and then go to Student Congress on the bus. It was very confusing. And again, lots of lovely people apologized for the confusion. Um, but at the same time, I was like, this doesn't make any sense, guys. Can we all just come together on this and like get me on a bus that's going to take me home? And, and we're staying in a Westin, but your girls got on... The bus that was going to the other Westin right. by accident and, and I, got pulled off when the rest I of our... I love my girls. Yeah. I really do. But again, having seen the signs on the buses, and I guess the signs did mean something when the competitors were leaving. Like, they Lucky. Were, they were pretty clearly labeled. And Poor I guess things. they just got on the wrong one. So. <laughs> but it was... it was a, those Some of those kids waited for nearly an hour outside in the mm-hmm. Florida heat to get on buses. So like... They were they were just well. If they were waiting outside, that again is their fault. Yeah, but like (laughs) there was plenty of space. Yeah, but they had done four four rounds of competition and like had been walking back and forth the building. So a lot of them were just like over it and very confused. So it just was the whole thing was a little bit of a of a mismatch, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm a little I'm a little glad I got to to skip out on it in my cool mom van. Yeah. So. But that's not the. Old, there are lots of interesting things that happened to us I was all today. Say, what else? What is? What did you do? Uh, my day. So I I judged first session and third session, and my first session started with me thinking that I was locked out of my chamber, and so a lovely uh, building volunteer came and opened the door to which uh, two thirds of the chamber also was standing outside, and we opened the door to find the other third of our chamber, like six kids. Standing together, deciding the docket without the rest of the chamber. And they're like, oh, guys, come join. And I was like, you you actually need to start this process over now. And the whole thing was was kind of chaotic. But they were they were fun. They they were okay about it. And they were they were settled with me being a little strange about it because it just it did not seem very nice to just to start without Without everyone else. But, but maybe they wanted to be... Were they on time or were they early? We were all on time. But all what... Right. So with some of the rooms, you could get in from into them from both like from both sides of it. And one side, all the doors were locked. But it was the easy access doors of the atrium. Mm-hmm. And the other ones were like in an office. Okay. So it was just like those were the ones they unlocked for some reason. But, uh, but the, our morning started actually really well. They had... Um, a really cool guest speaker for us at our like general meeting. The U- the floor the South Florida uh, U.S. Attorney General came and gave a speech about um, how important congressional debate was in his experience and how excited he is that students are becoming involved in things that actually will train them to make a difference later in life. And it was really cool, and he was actually an excellent speaker, which 
unfortunately doesn't always happen with guest speakers at forensics events. Sometimes. So, yeah. but he, he was engaging and he was funny, um, even though it was 7.15 in the morning and most of us could not have cared who he was. So, um, <laughs> but he was really good about it and it was really cool to have for them to have gotten a speaker. And I, right. and I love when the, when the kids get sworn in for Congress, all those little kids in suits, like, doing their oath and everything. I love it. I love, love, love it. It's one of my favorite things about, like, National Congress is watching kids get sworn in. Because it just looks cool when they're doing it, and it makes it all official and really real for them and gets them in the right frame of mind. That's adorable. So... It was like a cute Oh, yeah, I mean, official and everything, too. Yeah, I mean, but it looks, mostly it's, just it's so cute. cute. Like, I was, like, taking pictures of my ghost. Like, <laughs> Melissa, stop. And I was like, but you look so adorable. Click, click, <laughs> click. And there were, like, coaches and parents everywhere also taking the exact yep. same pictures. And I was like, I'm not alone, guys, okay? Don't be embarrassed. I'm among friends. <laughs> just keep your right hand out. <laughs> just keep talking, okay? Don't mess up the oath, otherwise you'll break it. But. Yeah. You yeah, being the tavern, we got to hear about all of the cool, interesting, like crazy things that was happening. Like there was a mm. fire alarm situation. Okay, yeah. So not a lot happens in tab room actually, especially for the first few hours. So as previously mentioned, started the day at seven in the hotel lobby, um, and then the f- I, I made a note when the first like exciting thing happened, which was at ten o five a.m. Somebody pulls a fire alarm in one of the ODEC buildings. I believe now we have identified it as the Taft building. Hundreds of forensics babies are now outside, like, wondering what's going to happen next. Mm -hmm. And what happened next for a lot of them is they finished their rounds outside. Yeah. Because they had to, like, legit wait for the fire department to show up and make sure that everything was, was in the clear. So... Yeah, so that's an experience. And, of course, it happened to the babies. Right. It happened to the, all the freshmen and sophomores, who many of whom, I'm sure, are on their very first Nationals trip. And it's just like, oh, no problem. Just go outside now. You're making memories. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is cool. Everything's going to be fine. This will make um, a great addition to your Snapchat story. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah. And so, the but the bummer part of that is it did legitimately set things behind for the rest of the day yeah. because with with everybody all of the individual events being in the same part of the world on campus those judges from ODEC were showing up late to other rounds and and that pretty much just set everything uh you know a little bit late throughout the whole day um so first official business that happened 11:02 a.m. the first ballots arrive from round 1 so again got there at 8 First started actually doing something at 11 o'clock in the morning. Yay! Um, Yeah, I just wrote, uh, first ballots arrived from round one. I have been here for three hours. Uh, But there's a lot to do. I mean, there's over 100 judges that are, you know, from every round, because there's three judges in every uh, every session. Uh, But again, I can't complain, because this is actually a pretty cushy job. But it is daunting if... Especially if you're doing what I'm doing, which is simply listening to John Peschel read numbers and then call out codes and then enter number. I will be dreaming about John Peschel. Are you gonna mutter them calling in your sleep? out codes? Seven, three, four, <laughs> two, two. There can't be two twos. There can't be, be two, two twos. Send it back. Send it back. I will be muttering in my sleep. Um, So some problems that came in in round one are going to sound pretty familiar to people because they happen at a lot of forensics tournaments. Oh my gosh, you're right. Turns out the same things happen at nationals, which is that like 
some some judges put down more the, the same ranks for more than one student. Um, that we had some mystery judges, like where did this person come from? That's curious. How did they have all of these codes? <laughs> <laughs> where did you come from? Fascinating. Um, we had a bunch of competitor no shows. And it happened throughout the day, which was really, hmm. really sad because you know then that like kids are either getting sick or just deciding that whatever had happened earlier in the day was not for them, or maybe um, they're like getting lost and giving up, and that makes me sad. Yeah, so it was that was that was a bummer. Um, we had judges not handing in their ballots after their rounds, like people we had I, to chase down. That is one of the things that I, as a judge and a coach and mm-hmm. someone who runs a tournament cannot even begin to fathom. Yeah, like... Like, what state are you from that you don't have to turn your stuff in? That you just get to, like, hang on to it, cuddle, no, bond? I don't think that state exists. Okay, then what coach everybody, is training? Everybody around the room seemed in agreement that, like, that was not acceptable behavior. So if you're listening to the podcast and you're from a state where it is common practice to hold on to your, to your critique sheets and your ballots all the way through until the end of preliminary rounds... Uh, tweet at us, please, so that we know you exist and we stop judging so harshly. But otherwise, <laughs> like, judges, hand in those ballots after every round. I mean, really now. <laughs> really. You're ruining it for the rest of us. Yeah. So the other thing I will say, though, in that three-hour, um, you know, period of time before we really, really started working today um, was that the absence of Lynn Luce could really be felt. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of people uh, who, once they saw my name tag, you know, that I was from Green Bay, just wanted to share a story or to say, oh, did you know Lynn? Um, and so, you know, that was nice because, I mean, I knew Lynn Luce and I, we've mentioned her briefly on the podcast before and whatever your opinion of her was, uh, many people, uh, as is true for many strong uh, people with strong opinions who aren't afraid to share them. <laughs> Some people were a bigger fan of hers than others or were a bigger fan of her at certain times than others. But everyone's got a story but about her. Everybody's got a story. And about how passionate she was um, about the activity. And and this was an arena in which I think she was really in her element. And I th- I think the people of the NCFL really loved Lynn Luce. And, and yeah, so her... Her absence was felt today, and and it wasn't lost on me that like if Lynn was still with us, um, I I probably wouldn't have been in that room because she would have been there to represent, uh, you know, Green Bay, you know, so that wouldn't I wouldn't have needed to be there. So, it was you have big shoes to fill, buddy. I know, I know, big shiny shoes, (laughs) which is strange because she was such a petite lady. Yeah, but the shoes were shiny. They were beautiful and shiny. shiny. Yeah, so um, the other thing that I really wanted to bring up because it was really nice to see and I feel like people probably think the opposite is true is that we are our tabulation table was right next to the protest table and it was so obvious that they were not eager to disqualify somebody quite the opposite like when a judge or a coach came in and was able to show that his student was in the right, like they actually applauded. They were really excited that like they were able to, to prove that somebody was doing something right. Um, and it, 
you know, it got real somber when it looked like they had to tell somebody that a rule had been broken. Competitors always assume that coaches and and tab staff, and whether it's a protest committee in our state, a TPP committee, tournament practices and procedures, love disqualifying and love taking kids out. But it's not, no one gets, like, no one loves doing that. No. It's, it's always a hard, like, really thought-out decision. It's something we'll definitely delve into in another episode um, because we've had a lot of, it's been a really popular topic on the Wisconsin circuit for us recently. But as I've, I'm always telling kids, no no judge, like, gets giddy and glee from ruining your day or, like, right. potentially ruining your season. So when you told me that people were, like, cheering being excited that they were able to defend, that makes my little forensics heart yeah, so happy. Yeah, they, re- they really were. Like, they were super happy when... And I and the, I think the coach was really happy too because he could, he, <laughs> he's like you know like you see these coaches coming in and they've got like their five books because they probably don't even know which yeah thing it like, is uh, which student which thing like, I was just told to come here I don't know what's <laughs> I'm going just here on. with my materials you know? what do you need <laughs> you know so, uh, so and, and and I don't think there were a, a large number of uh, disqualifications I know there were at least a couple that I I overheard happening mm-hmm. I, I don't know any of the specifics. Or the context, I, and I don't know if you know this year had more or less or the same yeah. as usual. But uh, I just I wanted to dispel uh, that that feeling or that rumor that disqualifications were sought out. They are not. No one likes they doing work, it. That that whole group at, at, at protest I feel works very hard to make sure that um, that they find the truth and that if if the truth. Uh, allows the competitor to continue, they are more than happy yeah. uh, to have that be the case. Um, and so before you know it, uh, it's 3 p.m. Uh, we're waiting for the last few ballots from round two to still come in. <laughs> and we realize, oh, we're almost halfway through our day. At 3 p.m. <laughs> it's 3 p.m. And we have two more rounds to tab. Yay. But at this point... Someone makes the benevolent decision to bring the room some ice cream. Real MVP yes. right there. And this was not, I don't think this was a tournament decision because it was literally somebody walked in with like grocery bags full of ice cream bars. Um, so I think somebody legit just went to the grocery store and picked up some ice cream for everybody. That's definitely something so, that I would do. To whomever that person was, <laughs> thank you. Um, they, and, they, and they were kind enough to bring popsicles. So I had a non dairy option that Yay. I could enjoy without having to pop I appreciate in. you. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was awesome. Um, and then we get to a 5:30 p.m. and I won't ru- I won't say exactly what I wrote down. <laughs> it's it, a little colorful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used some colorful language. Um, but it amounts to where are the fourth round ballots? <laughs> because we were really thinking like weren't rounds supposed to be done in a half hour ago? Where yep. Where are our fourth round ballots? Um, but once they started flowing, they really started flowing. Um, and then, you know, by seven o'clock, I was I was dealing with my why won't they let me on the bus situation. So, and then we came back here, and then you were kind enough to take students to the posting party. Yeah. How the heck was that? Um. Well, after my law, I just I'm just chalking it up to knowing that in the future I can rely on you and Ben. And uh, Christina Dell to owe me a favor. Although Christina Dell didn't end up sending their students, so I don't have to worry about them. But you and Ben, I got a big favor on since I just went to the 
Fort Lauderdale Convention Center, the uh, man where, because uh, in the notes for the posting party, they told us that anyone over the age of 18 was going to have to provide ID. Yep. That's because you are literally entering the port of Fort Lauderdale where all of the cruise ship um, docking happens. Oh. And so I had to show ID to that. And I'm pretty sure the man who was working the booth wanted to invite me out for drinks because he was really upset that I was going to this party and not a better one. He told me that he could give me... He could. He, he knew about some cooler parties that were happening. Why are you saying this with such a negative tone of voice? Um, because I had a van full of children, <laughs> <laughs> and he was he was a little out of my league age wise, one might say. But uh, it was it was also flattering at the same time. Yeah, say but that's so ageist. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I went to the postings party, and uh, I have kids who've never been before who ran into that dark. Uh, ballroom, very excited, uh, and danced, and it was sweaty and smelled kind of strange, and then I was there for, like, a whole, like, 45 minutes, and then I was like, all right, who needs to go back now? Because Melissa wants to go back now. So, we made a Wendy's stop on the way home, grabbed Frosties. Is that what took so long? (laughs) Wasn't there ice cream there? I saw pictures of, like, They had, like, they had, like, carts and stuff, but they were, they were a little, they were a little out of price range for some of my kids. So, and we, and I knew the Wendy was on the way back, so we stopped at the Wendy's, but... Yeah, no, at my my day is my my dance card was a full one today, but um I think one of my one of the favorite things that happened to me today was uh was the Wi-Fi raid. So one thing that they do is that tab staff for uh Congress knocked on the rooms of every one of the chambers uh, and I made them wait until the end of a speech. I was not going to interrupt a student. Sorry, tab staff. Uh, but they came in and they, uh, in very stern voices, requested all students put their hands up in the air. And they individually went and checked each of their electronic devices to make sure they weren't connected to Wi-Fi. And anyone who's connected to Wi-Fi would have been immediately disqualified. Wow. Luckily, in my chamber, no one was. But like, just the sight of a bunch of high schoolers with their hands straight up in the air, like <laughs> the, the, the tension in the room got very quick. And the the gentleman I was judging with, we both looked at each other like, no one warned us it was happening, but it was probably for the best they didn't warn us it was happening, because it's on the students to follow the rules and regulations of the tournament, and one of those is to not be connected to Wi-Fi, wow. but yeah, they were very serious about it, and I, my students had told me that that's a thing they do every year, but it's the first time I had experienced it, and it was just, it felt very intense, but at the same time, it was, it was kind of funny to me just to see <laughs> a bunch of kids up in the air, uh, but there was, I also had a kid in one of my sessions who just like really loudly read a newspaper while other kids were speaking, like dad in a sitcom style, like open it up and like flick the page. And I was this an intimidation tactic, or was he just? I worried? mean, he was in the front row, so I, it, okay. I'm hoping that there was a purpose for it. Not that he was just being a jerkus, but yeah, it was it was a it was a long a long day, oh. and then I finished it off by watching high schoolers dance and. Now I'm recording this podcast with you, but yeah. it's been so long since we've recorded together, so we definitely wanted to make sure we... It's been over a month, plus this is our first, like, on location. I know. So that's exciting. But yeah, so I mean, I feel like there is so much more to learn while we're here. Yes, it's always I'm so great. excited for out rounds tomorrow. It's always great to get an, a, a perspective uh, of meeting other people who have different experiences all over the country. Um, I unfortunately will not get to watch any out rounds tomorrow, because I will... Remain in tab room and uh, I, until the end of the day, most likely. I'm supposed to be in the pool for both semifinals and finals of Congress. I'm hoping to get. I'm hoping I have semifinals for Congress, and then you, and then I can be able to go watch final rounds. That would be nice, and not have to sit through. 
I, I enjoy student congress. I appreciate the activity. I am a big, big supporter of it becoming a more prevalent and respected category in our state. Right. But at the same time, I want to go watch oratory so right. bad. <laughs> After having watched kids debate ISIS and like drone usage, I just want to hear, I want to... I want to hear someone persuade me about something a little fluffier. Uh-oh. Just a little fluffier. That's a whole debate we could get into about the substance. Of oratory. Um, yeah. <laughs> substance versus the feels. But. But. We'll get there. You do, you do feel better leaving an oratory round, I bet, than a, yeah, than than a, a student congress, congress round. round. Yeah. But we'll uh, see. You could, it could end up being the next time we talk, or just tell you all about how I judged more student congress than I knew humanly possible to participate <laughs> in. <laughs> but and you'll make it through. I will. You'll I mean, make I'll make... Uh, there's there's Red Bull and uh, just sheer willpower. Yes. And I've got access to both. Yeah. So... Yeah, and my hats are off to those congress kids and, frankly, all of the debaters, too. Because oh my gosh, they start yes. earlier and, and later than all of us. And, wow, the stamina on those kids is yes. crazy. So... Um, and congratulations to every single person who, first of all, competed this weekend, who yes. made it to nationals and went through all four rounds um, and worked your hardest and probably sweated your butt off. Yes, like congratulations, actually. congratulations. But also, um, how exciting for anybody who broke into tomorrow's competition. Um, I hope that at this very moment you are asleep. Yes, and that you are resting and resting your voice. And your mind, and that you come tomorrow fresh and ready to compete. Um, as the NCFL tweeted out earlier this weekend, 13 students went to bed high school students, and they will leave Sunday as national champions. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. So, uh, so yeah, congratulations to everybody who moves on to rounds tomorrow. Break a leg. Uh, we look forward to seeing uh, who in general made it through, but of course also seeing um, our Wisconsin peeps, uh, how far how far they go. So, Wisconsin pride! Hashtag Wisconsin pride. Um, so with that, I think it is definitely time for us to go to bed. Oh my, because I'm so we, tired, Kurt. We have another long day ahead of us tomorrow. <laughs> have to be up in so few hours. <laughs> it's, yeah, we can count them on one hand. So <laughs> with that, I am Kurt. And I'm Melissa, encouraging you to listen think and speak preferably in that order Forensics Faces is produced and recorded in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Our theme music was composed and performed by JJ Hammeister. More info at forensicsfaces.com. Wow.